Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. My next guest is a Renaissance woman for the modern era. She's a performer, comedian, actress, singer, and author of Confessions of a Pretty Lady. May I kiss you on the lips, miss. And love, 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 and love, maybe that's too many loves, the incomparable Miss Sandra Bernhard. Morning. Good, good. We're so excited to have you back in P-Town. Your last show here was fabulous. You uh, most recently were in series regular on FX Television's Pose and also on American Horror Story Apocalypse. You won a Broadcasting Gracie Award for your weekly show, Sandyland, on Sirius XM Radio Andy, and you'll be performing here in town on Friday, July 28th at Provincetown Town Hall. And folks can get tickets at SandraBernhard.com. So you'll be singing and telling us stories and mesmerizing us once again. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to be doing all of that. All that and and more. You know, I mean, I love P-Town. Of course, the pandemic, you know, put sort of a um, a stop to a, a, a lot of live performing and now we're just kind of getting back to it so I'm, I'm so thrilled to be coming back up there and staying with some really nice friends and spending a few extra days after my show which I don't often get to do because usually I just come into P-Town do my show and I leave and it's kind of a bummer because I don't really ever get to soak up the the vibe of the place and so this time it's going to be Christmas I love town hall to me town hall is like it's just, it's so magical. You can't really describe it to people who have never witnessed it or seen a show there. It just has such a good vibe. And it's it's just a beautiful, old, fabulous building. And it's just, it's intimate and just sort of fabulous all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It definitely has a vibe. It definitely has a vibe. And P-Town has a vibe. And I'm so happy to hear that you'll be enjoying it finally, because it's a lot of beauty to take in. And there's definitely some magic. There's some magic. And um, I can't wait to see you working your magic here with us. When people think of you, you know, probably a montage is dancing through their heads of all your edgy performances and appearances, like writhing on the floor, singing to Tom Jones and Sandra After Dark, dozens of conversations with Letterman, guest starring in memorable reoccurring parts like on Roseanne and doing stand-up in a tie or in a tube top. And, you know, I remember... (laughs) talking about sleeping on a mirror and I just remembered that and I saw that and I was like you know like that's probably something we all need to do to get comfortable with ourselves is sleeping naked on a mirror (laughs) but he just posted that my one of my people who like finds all of my my old treasures and and he posts for me it's it's called Sandra Bernhard fan he's a really really super cute guy from Texas so sometimes I see something I go wait a minute I don't even remember that bit and I'm like that's funny and that's cute and I was so young and and already sort of kind of, you know, kind of ahead of the curve and digging into our our sort of psyche and, you know, our whole vibe as as a as a country, as a nation and, and trying to unearth some of those things that make people comfortable or uncomfortable and kind of bringing everybody together in a way that only per- live performance really can. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the pandemic was discombobulating, alienating, kind of made people half dead inside, like the, the exchange of energy and being with people, you know, people being left to their own devices to overthink things is like dangerous, you know? I couldn't agree more. And I, even for me, I'm, I'm a pretty self-realized person, but, you know, when you spend that much time just kind of like avoiding people, it takes a psychic toll. So, so, you know, the past year and a half, two years have been interesting to sort of reemerge, not only as just a human being, but as a performer has been really a positive experience. And I'm just so glad to be back out in the world and to see people's full faces. I mean, we, we really, that was, you know, we can't really underestimate the effect that wearing masks and being, you know, distanced from people had on us. So I think it's just like a, it's a really important time to, to just, you know, jump in and really enjoy being with people and, and, and being social. Yeah. Yeah. I think some people forgot how to say hello, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's kind yeah, of well, I mean, you, the mask yeah, just still- avoiding, avoiding each other. And so like that, you know, and then you get into that headspace. So it's, it's really great that we can just like let our guard down again. Yeah, I was um, making my eyes really squinty to show people I was smiling. So I had these like permanent lines <laughs> that were really thick from like way overdoing it. So you That's- live in New York City. It, it must have changed so considerably, you know, in the last several decades. I mean, the gentrification, things being more commercialized, like the the vibe has morphed probably many times, lived many lives. So what is it like when you walk around the streets of New York compared to the way it used to be? Like, w- how do you vibe with your homeland? <laughs> I feel like people are, I think people are, are kind of more open and, and more willing to talk and say hi than, than ever. You know, I mean, in my neighborhood, I'm always walking my dog, George, and you get to know people who have dogs and people always just say hi. And that, just the neighborhoods to me have like really opened up and evolved. Yes, things are much nicer in many ways and and they are gentrified, but I think along with that comes a sense of of not feeling, you know, frightened or scared of what could happen. Although I don't think things were really ever that bad in New York. I think that was always a big, you know, sort of like hype job on on the on the on the part of the right the right. You know, they always like to like gin up, you know, the danger of cities. New York to me is, a, yeah, I mean, every city when you're like riding the subway or you're walking around late at night has its potential dangers. But if you're on your game and you're smart and you have your wits about you, I think, you, I think you'll be okay. I mean, don't stand on the edge of the, of the, the track in the, in the subway, you know, uh, on the platform. Move quickly. Don't be on your phone. To me, it's just common sense things, but just in day to day, I think New York is really, you know, it's ever evolving. Um, it's still very creative. And I love, I love living there. because I love walking and being on the streets. It's, it's so, it's just very inspiring to me. Wake up, Condoleezza. Wake up, Condoleezza. Honey, when people get together and create beautiful art, it's an inspiration. 
When Anne Geddes and Celine Dion got together to do a musical photographic tribute to motherhood, it was transcendent. Oh, you all know Anne Geddes' precious little photos of the tiniest babies in fruit and flower and vegetable theme. Little bitty baby in a lettuce leaf, a cabbage cup, a garland of confetti radishes weighing the baby's neck down, straining the baby's neck, pull the baby back, give tiny shiatsu on baby's shoulders. Ooh, pressure points, acupuncture. Ooh. Beautiful French-Canadian songstress Celine Dion in her musical tribute to motherhood, swaddling the tiniest of freshly born babies in a mossy pea pod next to her gorgeous, capricious bosom. Oh, little baby, I have waited so long to sing you this song of Canada and the French Laurentia Mountains of Canada. It's all happening from Vegas, the cradle of Western civilization and everything that represents motherhood. It's all going on at Caesar's Palace with Dragon. She drove all night to get to you. That was Motherhood off of Everything Bad and Beautiful from Sandra Bernhard. We're speaking with Sandra about her upcoming show in Provincetown at the Town Hall, Friday, July 28th. You can get tickets at sandrabernhard.com. I'm Pandora Peoples. You're listening to Healing Wisdom on Outermost Radio WOMR. You're friends with Judy Gold, and um, she's been on this show. She was also in town recently for the film festival, and she performs at the Post Office Cafe, which is so much fun. And she's recently was playing Chef Rossi, who also has a show here. So you have some like P Town adjacent roots. Are you and Judy collaborating on something? We are, we are, and and, and unfortunately, because of the writer's strike and now the uh, actor strike, it's on hold. And um, it's a project for the two of us to star in. And, and actually, Wendy McClendon-Covey from the Goldbergs and so many other great, you know, things that she's done is also involved in producing and, and will be in it. So now we're just sitting on it. It's like, it's really been like, you know, we've had to like really just go, okay, this is the way it is right now. And hopefully when we come out the other side of, of these strikes, of course, writers and actors will be, you know, much more protected and getting the things we need to, to evolve as, as artists. Um, but besides that, we'll get back to work and, you know, and I think that a lot of people will be ready for new projects like Judy and mine that we've been working on for well over a year now. So yeah, we've been having so much fun and I'm, I'm excited to see her and hang out with her in P-Town and yeah, you know, it's, it's a funny time right now. I mean, it's, it's, sort of COVID adjacent just in, in the sense of entertainment business being really on, on hold. So being able to perform live means so much to me because, you know, there's a very, very few people who are actors who get to, you know, go and go on the road and still make a living and still be able to express their artistry. So that's something that means a lot to me. And I'm, I'm just happy that I have that in my arsenal. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to also seeing your project with Judy. I think that's going to be amazing. At some point you were into the Kabbalah, but you know, Jewish culture has always been a part of your life, raising your daughter, right? It's been a part of my life since growing up. You know, I mean, I, I, my, my grandparents, you know, arrived from Russia and from the shtetl at the turn of the last century. And, you know, they saw so many things evolve and change. And here we are well into the, the, the 21st century. And, you know, everything is always kind of on the line, you know, we're, 
Jews are nomadic people, you know, at, at, you know, at their, at their core, but we've settled in, in certain ways and hopefully we'll, it'll be a hospital, a hospitable, you know, situation moving forward wherever we are. Cause you know, there's always that sense of like, Oh, where do we have to, where can we run to next? There's really no place left to run to. Love being Jewish. I I love I love the the emotion and just the the the, the feeling of connections throughout history. But I wouldn't consider myself like obviously I'm not like dogmatic about religion. To me, it's very spiritual. I I, I love it, but I would never impose anything on anybody else. Well, I love Yiddish music. I mean, it's a, I've always really loved the, the Yiddish music. I grew up in San Monica, so everyone was half Jewish. The music, just the, the melancholy is just so soulful and so moving. I know you said you love the music, the songs and the repetition. I was thinking, I love repetition too, but I went to this Catholic uh, funeral mass once and the incense thing got a little OCD, like distractingly so. And there's a real fine line between ritual and compulsion. You know what I mean? Yes. Like- <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But, well, that, that's, but that becomes like, you know, the, the extreme versions of all religions have that, you know, whether it's Catholicism or Judaism or, you know, um, extreme, you know, uh, whatever the super, you know, religious Baptist, but I mean, that becomes, that takes over your life in a way that I find stifling. I mean, who wants to be informed day in and day out by, you know, religious dogma. You want to have your expression and freedom and love of, of nature and fellow human beings without all that in the way, because it becomes very, like you said, it's very dogmatic. Yeah, yeah. You um you've had all kinds of guests on your podcast Sandyland including Susan Sarandon who really created quite a stir with her decolletage one time in a funeral mem- memorandum and uh you suggested people are perhaps uncomfortable with breasts because they didn't get to bond with them and throughout your stand up and your one woman shows and your appearances on uh, Arsenio Hall it seems like you've really made it a point to bond with your own breasts. And so I was wondering what your thoughts on breasts are and self-love. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you, everybody should be comfortable with their bodies. And I, and I think that, you know, that's a process and it, and it ebbs and flows throughout your life. You know, not, not everybody was born with perfection and whatever that perfection <laughs> is perceived by our culture, you know, so if you if you do have unique qualities, I think now it's easier to feel comfortable with that because there's so many stripes and and variations on on what beauty is in a way that you know didn't exist ten twenty thirty years ago. So that's a very positive advance in culture, and I'm I'm excited about that. But for myself, that was a work in progress, and I didn't, you know, I mean, I had some role models like Barbara Streisand and you know, people who were unique. And so it did help, but I had to find it in my own way. And I think that's, that, that's kind of helped what make, makes me who I am today. 
Yeah, yeah. On another self-love note, after all these years of hearing about Trump and all his crimes, like, how do we stop feeling dirty? I think we're, we're still <laughs> in the middle of it. And, I, and I'm not sure how it's all going to shake down, but I have faith that, you know, the justice system and certainly the, the more thinking, sentient, you know, voters of the country will stay in, in the, the right lane and reelect Joe Biden, who I think has done a tremendous job of pulling us back from the edge. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I think, you know, people get very caught up in drama. They like it. They watch reality TV and he's a reality TV star. So some people just don't want to do the hard work. They don't want to read. They don't want to like, you know, sort of like rifle through what's, what's the truth and what isn't. They'd rather live with, you know, the, the high drama and the, and the, and the mistruths than to, to really settle into, you know, figuring out what, what makes our life work. You know, we have to have infrastructure. We have to have health care. We have to have, you know, social security. We have to have safety nets for, for people in, 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 in this country. And that takes a working Congress, Senate, and, and a, a very you know, um, thoughtful leader, which we have in Joe Biden. And I think that, I think most people know that. And I think the people that get distracted by the extremes of, of, of MAGA, they're, they're just people that are bored and just, they just can't figure, they can't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And like deeply mistrustful and that's being exploited. <laughs> like, like, I'm yeah, gonna- yeah. That's sad. That's just, part of our culture, you know, is that, is that paranoia and mistrust. It's, it's, it's an ugly thing to possess. And I, and I hope that we can, you know, slowly move away from that as much as possible. Lillet. That's like an upscale Manischewitz. Oh, please. I can afford to be casual. I just got back from my honeymoon with my new husband. Ron Perlman. <laughs> oh, there's nothing sexier than 10 Hasids aboard the Ultima 3. When we're docked down in St. Bart's, I just roll out of bed on a Saturday morning down to Torah reading. Uh, it's a Mahaya. Listen, I never miss Shabbat wherever I go in the world. I consult my 1995 Jewish travel guide. I oh, don't worry, nothing's changed. One of my favorite Shabbats ever was down in Key West at a Chabad. They said, stay for lunch. They serve Cholent and Coors Light. Mm. What a busy time this is for me, this time of year. Well, with Pesach and then Lag Bomer and Shavuot coming up next year, I am slammed. That was Shabbat off Everything Bad and Beautiful, a comedy album from Sander Bernhard. She's going to be performing Friday, July 28th at the Provincetown Town Hall. You're listening to Healing Wisdom on WOMR. You were recently in the TV series Pose. So I'm wondering, you know, you play a nurse, Newton, uh, Nurse Kubrick. Did it infiltrate your dreams during the shooting? Because like... Last night I had these dreams. My home turned into the house of Evangelista. So what was that like? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a fun dream. Well, I mean, it was amazing, you know, and, and you know, of course, I, I mean, I kind of stood back in some ways and, and, and just watched and, and took it all in because the, the trans um, actors were 
you know, they were the the, the core of the, of the show, and it was great to have to bring come in and add that extra splash of color and element to it. But you know, I always was very respectful because a lot of emotion on the set, obviously, because of the of the nature of the material and just the whole you know revisiting that time of of, of the AIDS crisis and and when people you know were pushed to the margins. So. Um, it was an incredible experience. I love playing that character. And I love MJ Rodriguez. We became very close. And, you know, all the all the, the, the ladies were very cool. And it was just a, a very compelling, interesting experience. On Waiting to Exhale, you mentioned loving driving the su- Sunset Boulevard at night when everyone's asleep. Definitely my favorite part. They involve everyone being asleep too. So, what's your favorite thing to do in New York? What's your favorite uh, part about living in New York? Well, I just think the freedom of being able to walk out your door and really just move at, at your own speed. You know, to know that no matter what, you can get, you can pretty much get from point A to point B um, under your own traction, and that's an unusual experience in any city. You know, any any major city. And you can hop on the subway and be uptown in 15 minutes. You can walk across town and be downtown in 25 minutes just walking. And I just love taking in the, you know, the, the different neighborhoods and, and watching people. I'm, I'm, I've always been a big people watcher throughout my life since I was a, a little kid. And so I like, I like that because you feel there's society and life around you, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to, be actively involved, but you can be a a, a participant along the, the the periphery, and I find that very interesting and, and very inspiring. Yeah, very cool, and it sounds very Sun and Gemini, which you have, and you also have Leo rising yes. in Sag, and your I don't think you like the word partner, but your longtime sexy girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, Sarah Switzer, <laughs> and the mother of your daughter, daughter Cicely. She's a Leo and your daughter is, has a son in cancer. So I'm just thinking there must've been like, especially, you know, your daughter's grown now, but must've been a lot of fire in your home. And I just picture. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She had to, she had to, to maneuver and, and navigate through, you know, a lot of, you know, like high powered ladies, myself and, and Sarah and, and, the, and therefore has become one herself in her own, unique way i mean she doesn't she isn't like a she's not a a hard charging person but she's very very powerful and very smart and 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 very artistic so she's finding her way and she seems to be doing really well and I'm, i'm i'm so proud of her and happy that she's feeling good about herself yeah yeah as uh as a mom in a fiery home myself with a a son with a son in cancer I feel like I'm sometimes trying to wrangle a river (laughs) that's funny yeah it's true thank you so much Sandra Bernhardt for being with us what are elements to your perfect dream project what are the components well definitely people that you're feeling at home with like Judy Gold because we just are so relaxed with each other and and also good writing, smart writing. Um, and people like, you know, of course, I would like it to be kind of a, a more primarily woman run show from the producers, which Judy and I will be the executive producers. 
and I would like to get women directors and 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 just have it be a project where everybody is just like on it, in it, you know, disciplined, focused, and have it be like a lot of fun, but you know, also just unemotional. I don't I don't like situations where people start getting freaked out by 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 things. It's like just be professional and work through it. And if there's issues, talk talk them through and and work through them. I don't I don't like a lot of drama when I'm working. Yeah, and when you said when you're really in it, it makes me think of when you're singing, inhabiting the music. Like what a difference it makes when you're really like riding a wave of breath and you're really uh, just vibing all of the musicians. Um, do you have any thoughts on that inhabiting? song yeah well i think i think singing is like certainly the biggest part is if you have a good voice and the tonality of your voice but if you're not in it like you it's like doing a monologue if you're not if you can't recreate the monologue every time you do it in a new fresh way then it becomes stale and i think it's the same thing with the song so my kind of qualifications of a good song is it doesn't tell a story and does it have like highs and lows? And I think that's to me what makes the song so compelling and beautiful. And then the commitment to really making it fresh every time you sing it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get to hear you sing at Provincetown Hall, July 28th. And tickets can get their, I mean, people can get their tickets. Tickets can also get tickets, but that's. <laughs> Tickets can also get their people, you know, they tickets can source out their people and go, wait a minute, you look like you need, a, uh, you need me to go see Sandra Bernhard on July 28th at Town Hall. Here I am. Hand over your credit card and you can have me. Yes. So your tickets are sourcing their people at SandraBernhard.com. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, honey. I'll see you at the show. See you at the show. We're going to go out with Beautiful People of Sandra Bernhard's comedy album, I Love Being Me. Don't you? Are you all ready? Are you guys ready? Come on, let me hear you. Are you guys ready? You guys, she really needs no introduction. You all know her. That's why you're here. Please welcome the one, the only, Miss Sandra Bernhard! Any 
other. I like to go to the mall in the summer. I thought I'd wear my shawl in San Francisco. Make sure you wear some flowers in your hair in San Francisco. When you're tripping through the Castro, I'll see you there in San Francisco. Hurry, don't scurry, don't worry, sit down, take your time, I don't know. We're all in it together, no matter what the weather tonight. San Francisco, San Francisco. You've been listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org.